everybody, and welcome back to the Dream Team Tonic Podcast, episode 81. I'm Tony, and with me as usual is Ben. Are you there, Ben? I'm here, mate. And James, are you there? I'm here, Tony. And for his monthly appearance, Fergie, are you there, mate? I am, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Very excited. Good to have you, mate. Um, big welcome to our newest patron, Andrew Tweddle. Uh, thanks very much for your support. Thanks for everyone's support. Everyone who supports us through Patreon. Um, just in time for the Patreon Cup, which is starting the game week 11. Um, we're going to gonna draw the groups group stages uh, this week. So exciting times for that. Good laugh last year. Ben, you won it last year, didn't you? I did, yeah. You uh, fancying your chances of successfully defending your crown? Well, hopefully. Not not the way the season's gone for me so far. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. It is a good laugh, though. Yeah, I'm hoping Fergie doesn't knock me out by one point this year. Oof, I'm a <laughs> so jammy. Did you make it through the group stages either, James? Sorry? Did no, you not make it through the group? No, I did, yeah. No, I made, made it. I was definitely made it out of the group stages. Did quite well. I, I think um, Man City were playing Real Madrid away, and I was beating Fergie, and then, um, and then it all went Pete Tong, and uh, he beat me by one point. <laughs> and knocked me out, so I was a bit aggrieved by that, if you recall. I just waited yeah. and waited, mate. It struck at the right time, you know. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> Timed it just right. Well, I didn't even make it past the group stages, so hopefully I could do a little bit better this year. Um, we'll see how that goes. Right, Fergie, being the guest, um, sounds like okay, your team, mate. How's it going? Tough season. That's that's how it's going. I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing okay in all the other formats, Sky FPL and uh, and Telegraph. But it just seems whatever I do in this in this one this season, this you know, stay patient, try and chase a few points wherever I seem to do. It doesn't seem to happen. But I'll run through my team anyway. Uh, I got Ramsdale in goals, who was the joint best performer out of my uh, back five this week with zero. For uh, Fafana also had a stormer for me with zero. Uh, Sessignon came on for a minus two. Uh, Trent, who I've just held on to and held on to, minus three. And I used my last transfer. I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's still the right thing. I was trying to think more longer term, but the more I think about it, I don't think it is. It is the right move because Robertson's been injured, and you know he's not going to play ninety now. I don't think for weeks and weeks. I brought in Simicast just because he's cheap. Um, playing twice a week. I, I actually think he's a really good player in his own right, but I brought him in for Saliba, and the reason for that, um, Arsenal's fixtures um, are quite tough in the league now for the next few, and he didn't play in Europe either, so I, I don't think that Saliba's going to get many points in the next few. So I thought that Liverpool might get a clean sheet against Brighton. They play Rangers midweek, and obviously next week as well, so reasonably hopeful of something in one of those, maybe one clean sheet. But yeah, yeah so I used my last transfer on that. Uh, Midfield's a shambles. I've got, got Kulazewski, who I brought in after game week one, after his haul, and he's done absolutely nothing since. And obviously, he's done his hamstring, so I'm hoping he comes back midweek. I've got Diaz, who I've brought in after all his hauls, Luis Diaz. Uh, he's done nothing. I mean, you know, he got an assist on the weekend. He was only worth two points off the bench. And I brought yeah. in Harley, um um, Harvey Elliott as an enabler, uh, who I think was rested for the first time on the weekend. <laughs> so that's a bit <laughs> of a shamble as well. But it does allow me up front to have the power three of uh, Salah Kane and Haaland, which is why, you know, the rest isn't looking great. So 
I think I'm on about, I don't know, 340 points. I'm just averaging like 30 points a week the last four weeks. Treading water. I used my final transfer yesterday. So I've been trying today to come up with a bit of a a bit of a plan to just you know, just kind of uh reconfigure my team a little because I'm just leaking yeah. points left, right. I'm scoring points. If I didn't have Haaland, I think I may even be not far off minus points over the last three or four weeks. That's how that's how crazy it is. And I'm hoping it's not only me. Um, but it just feels like can't get a point from anywhere, you know, a real haul from anywhere. Those who had Foden, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, amazing this afternoon, but obviously, his, you know, his, his ownership is really low. Can't get a clean sheet from anywhere. So, yeah, really need to have a think and try and attack these last, was it, six weeks now before the World Cup, um, getting the key players that I'm going to want to hold and not want to have to buy in after the World Cup. Stuff so yeah, that's my tea. I, th- I think this is ranked about 350k at the moment, uh, but I'm struggling across the board. I think my best team is ranked like 111k, so nothing to nothing to shout home about at all. Are you are you going to use that value from an underperforming Salah and Trent? Or are you going to hold even longer? I think I think so. Definitely Salah, uh, like you know, just just on the eye test, and you know. And the stats. I mean, he's going to have to do a lot more than than score a goal to, you know, to kind of warrant his price. The difference with Harlan and Kane is they're so good on the ratings. Obviously, that every time they do anything, they normally, you know, they normally do. It. And and their teams are playing well. They're the focal points of their attacks. Whereas Salah's not the focal point of their attack anymore. So my immediate thought is a big, big downgrade on Salah, um, and uh, just have a bit of a reshuffle. Get rid of. Maybe Kulusevski. Definitely get rid of Elliot. Um, maybe look at a Mister Thiago Silva. We're going to touch on later. Oh, it's like absolute craziest stat I think I've ever seen in Dream Team. Yeah, touch on that later. Maybe get rid of Ramsdale as well, as I say, because he's not playing um, in Europe. So, yeah, at the moment I'm thinking Salah potentially down to. Please don't laugh. I think I've taken a bit of a punt on um, Skamaka because he may have uh, usurped Antonio potentially as a number one. I think he's going to yeah. play in Europe as well or get minutes in Europe. 2.9 million at the moment. He looks like he's going to go up, but I should release a, you know, a good a good four and a half million out of him from Salah, which will enable me to maybe even do in some, I don't know, like Elliot. Like look at West Ham's fixtures, which I'm sure we'll, sure we'll touch on a bit. West Ham's fixtures... They seem to, you know, have hopefully turned the corner now as well. Um, but they look to have the best fixtures overall from now until the end, like home to Fulham. They're in the Europa Conference. They've got Southampton. They've got Bournemouth. So that's my current very, very loose, loose plan. But, um, yeah, we, we will see. Tough going. Really, really, really tough going at the moment. Yeah. Is Kamaka had a good game the other day? Not good. He did, and he's outscoring Salah, or so is everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Right, I've never known side. a season like Come it. Have, have you guys known a season like it for clean sheets or lack of clean sheets? No, no, no. Me- not the, mental. Not the, this far into the season, usually it's settled down. He's usually had. It's usually someone picking up clean sheets at least, at least one of the big sides. Usually a couple of them. 
normally, like, you know, you see like eight points kind of across the board, you know, when you keep a clean yeah. sheet, so eight points, eight points. The only player I can really look at who, well, there's, there's two. There's, uh, there's Silva for Chelsea, which is just bizarre, though, because they haven't been keeping clean sheets. It's just the sheer things of getting ratings and star men and Cancelo for Man City. But other than that, they're the only ones who I'm seeing, like even reasonably kind of regular eight points in defence. Whereas in previous seasons, yeah, this you know there's eight across the board, isn't there? You know, they love you. I know it's block or semi-block eight eight five eight eight five five. Yeah, it's nothing, absolutely nothing. This is mental. Well, defensive walls in mind, in my side, uh, the best performing defender I had were minus two. Um, <laughs> it was work. So. Loris in goal for a minus two. Akanji, um, who picked up a minus two today against United. Sessegnon, a minus two. Um, nice one to bring him on for that minus two. And then I did actually call this last week. I'm trying to find the soundbite of it. Uh, uh, we were on about Delo as an option. Um, and we are on about, uh, I don't know who it was who would ask the question about bringing him in, bringing him in. I said I'd avoid bringing him in before City for a minus six. And he sat on a minus six for me. I didn't bring him in this week. You're already in my team. But yeah, so I called that one. So yeah, Dolo minus six. So my four defensive players will be an overall score of minus 12. <laughs> but that being said, I still managed to pick up 68 points this week. That's incredible. So yeah, I mean... It, I just had the players. Kulazeski didn't play. Um, hopefully back for midweek. Um, Odegaard, zero. De Bruyne, seven. A couple of assists. Ford and Hattrick, 23 points. Haaland, 32 points. Hattrick and two assists. Kane, just trickling on, five points. And Jesus, 13 points. Um, only trouble with Jesus is probably, he probably won't play midweek, will he? But it'd be nice if he could. Um, get a few minutes at least. I've won transfer. Really was it gone? Just to say you're really unlucky with Foden because how many times would you give a player score a hat trick and not get Starmer? That's true. Unbelievable. It'd, be ni- <laughs> it'd have been nicer with the uh, exactly the points that have gone to Foden, wouldn't it, for the uh, bit of a differential lag? But yeah, uh, one transfer remaining in this team. Point four in the bank. Um, before the games, I was looking at Kulzeski and Dallo, even Sessegnon, but. They weren't much doing there. Um, so I'd probably just even make a play for a bit of value, just see how it goes. Um, use that last transfer Thursday night after the European Games. Try and steal a little bit more value before. It's a big month, October, isn't it? Um, Massive. A sh- short one in November. We're going to try and maximise as many 0.3 mils as we can because with the way this City team's going, the, the the prices are going to be they're just huge, yeah. um, and I think they're going to be very for the people that have a big budget after this mini wild card in in uh, the World Cup. I think City blocks are going to be for the people that can afford them. They're going to be right up there. So yeah, bit of value, bit of value uh, gaining. I think that's what I'll be after. Four two six in total now for this podcast team, which is is decent really because. Usually, the podcast team just is one of our teams that just drops off completely. So, so I'm happy he's doing a little bit this year. 
Um, not sure what place that is. One second. Uh, that's 103k. That um, best side is in 1.3k. Wow, what a performance! It's, just, it's been tough. It's been tough, and it's a strange start to the season. Uh, I've just got, got a little bit lucky with this side, which went City heavy early doors, which has obviously been the play, hasn't it? Um, ben, over to your side, mate. Yeah, um, 41 points this week. Uh, not too good. 390 points. Still not at the 400 mark. Um, so I've got, at the back, I've got De Gea from minus five. Sessegnon minus two off the bench. Alexander Arnold minus three. Cancelo one. And Amerson Palmieri came off the bench for a nice five pointer. <laughs> Happy days. <laughs> Lisa went right in my back line. Mm. Um, I've got one transfer left. Um, obviously, Kulazewski's injured, but. There was nothing really I wanted to move on to, and I'm hoping that Kulusevski might be back midweek. Um, there weren't really anything, really anything there that was gonna like get me any points. So I thought, so I thought, like you said, save the transfer. I might use it for, for uh, a price rise on Thursday yeah. or something, or or even move out somebody uh, who's a bit high priced, and then I can mess around with my next five transfers next week and sort my team out like Fergie yeah. said um, Elliot's in there on the, came off the bench but obviously didn't get a rating so zero points De Bruyne two assists uh, Haaland 32 points smashed it I brought um, Salah in for Kane bit of a punt um, I think He's got better pit fixtures than Kane for the next few weeks, and I really like in uh, Liverpool playing at home this week. I was expecting Salah to get something against Brighton, and um, the playing Rangers on uh, t- Tuesday. I think that that could be a good game to target. But the way they play at the weekend, I'm not so sure now. I thought they'd have <laughs> the international break, they'd go away, sort the team out, drill the team. And come back and be a different team, but just—I know Brighton are doing well anyway. But yeah, they didn't, didn't look too too well, so uh, not too sure about that transfer now. But yeah, I'm going to stick with him. Obviously, I can't do anything till till next week when I get the transfers, and then I'll reassess. Um, I don't fancy Kane to get anything against Frankfurt on Wednesday. So is it Wednesday? So um, that's why I did the transfer. Um, and I got Martinelli got an assist and got booked, so he got four four points. So yeah. Solid enough. Martinelli's ticked along nicely for his price, hasn't he? Yeah. Just yeah. a shame he's a striker in the game, but yeah, there's not much uh, going on up front at the moment. If you want a player from the top sides, so I thought he was worth bringing him bringing him in. And obviously there was a blank last week, so that's when yeah. I brought him in. Yeah, James, over to you, Ben. Uh, the uh, terrible form continues. Um, 
<laughs> Luckily, I had a defender that didn't start this week, so I'm only on nine, minus nine for my defence. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, yeah, Cucurella's uh, ill, so uh, he didn't. I got nothing from him. Minus two from Larice. Minus three from Trent. Minus two from Simicast, and minus two from Sassignon. Um, <laughs> mid midfield, nil point. Um, Sterling. Calvalio and Odegaard. I brought Odegaard in for Kulusvski, um, because obviously he was out and um it sounded to me like well it, it's the, I've been looking at getting rid of him anyway because he hasn't done a great deal since that first game. I mean I've I've kept tried to keep the faith. He does look good, but he's just not picking up any points. So yeah. so I bit the, I had a transfer left, I bit the bullet, brought in Odegaard, uh did nothing. Um, up front, I've got the big three, so at least I got some some points off of them. But uh, yeah, thirty points overall this week is shocking. Um, at least I did uh, in my top team. I did bring in Phil Foden this week, so um, so, so, so some some good news. Oh, but, don't uh, talk yeah. to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I had the exact money to go from Mares to Foden. And I, I, no. I didn't do it. I thought, no, no. Well, I'll keep them. I'll keep it. Instead. I'll go with Mares. He's the man. <laughs> I know. I know he's on the bench, but I just thought he could play in the Champions League on, on uh, midweek. So, yeah. mm. and I thought Foden might might only get eight points, and he was crap for England over the international break. <laughs> yeah. Comes back and then scores a hat trick. <laughs> ah well. <laughs> I was going to bring him in my FPL side for them, um, but after his performance for England, I like no. But they were all like proper striker goals, all three of them as well, wasn't they? Yeah, they were yeah. all like really, really good finishes. Mm. Yeah, like you know, Harland esque almost. Yeah, really good. Lovely. Thought uh, Grealish played well as well. Again, it's two good games back to back for him for City now. Yeah, right. no, attacking, no attacking returns though at all. I know. I don't. I, I don't shoot you. No, I, I don't. I don't. I. I was watching him earlier, and every time he picks the ball up, if you look when Foden gets it, or Bernardo Silva gets it, Haaland makes a run, and they and they find him in the channels. Grealish just holds onto it too much all the time, yeah. I think, and it gives him gives him time to get back and and, yeah. and kind of regroup. Happens over and over again. He's just like, he's a wonderful player, but for me, he's just not. He's not a Man City player who are all about pass move find the gap he's just not yeah. that kind of player is he um, it's a shame yeah he had probably two or three opportunities where he probably should have took the shot or like you say released the ball a bit earlier Exact, so, exactly that yeah he's 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 such a good player though like, he, he's played well last two games it, but probably I would say I watch quite a lot of Man City I think he's, he's probably two of his best performances in his City shirt the last two games so maybe he is getting there he just, like you say, he just needs to release that ball a bit earlier, slowing, slowing things down a little bit. I just think as well, like, I don't think they've they've gained anything with getting Grealish because whoever they stick out, you know, on that position for me will do at least as well as Grealish anyway. I think it's, you know, I think you're right. He has had two good games for him, but that's only because he's been poor. So his good games now <laughs> yeah. bring him up to... It's true. Level required sort of thing. Yeah. But, you know, all you know, the players that are gone or the players that are on the bench could do just as good a job as him, I think. So, yeah. But anyway. 100 million is a big, uh, big load of money, isn't it? It is. 
Fordham did look out of place on that right hand side today. Were they all right? Um, Incredible. Yeah, those three are doing quite well. Um, right, listener questions. BT Patrick. Um, question one After Harland, KDB, and Cancello, who are two or three City player picks for October? James. Well, I think this is this is going to be an obvious obvious one, but I would say Foden is um, the obvious choice. Mm. Um, I quite like the look of well, if if Walker's out for a while, he came off injured today, didn't he? So um, I think Gomez could be a good option. Um, yeah. He looks like he might be the guy to fill in, although I think Ake can play there as well. But um, yeah, Gomez three point seven million if Walker's out for a while, I think would be my second choice. Yeah. Yeah, obviously Foden after his performance today. <laughs> um yeah, Gomez, like you said, comes in now if uh, Walker's injured. And uh I think I'd like to have another Man City defender in there if you can afford him. Uh Ruben Diaz, I think he'll pl- start playing now from uh, he was just on the bench when he so but So expensive like... though, isn't he? Sorry? So expensive yeah. though, five point yeah, seven million. That's... That's what I was about yeah. to say. If, yeah. But if you can't afford that, a Kanji's four million. So, but obviously Laporte's back as well. He's on the bench. It's just a bit. They're gonna get rotated, aren't they? Yeah. But if, yep. even if they're on, even if they're coming off the bench, they're gonna hopefully get a clean sheet. So got the chance of getting five points. But if not, then maybe Bernardo Silva or something like that. Four point six yeah. million. Yeah, Fergie. Yeah, I think in any other year, I would say Laporte. I've I've always liked Laporte mm. as a fantasy asset. Um, good attacking threat. He's always there, flying in off corners and that as well. Yeah. Um, four and a half million last season, for example, or the season before, would be an absolute steal. Yeah. It's just because they've signed a Kanji Aki. He's getting more game time. They can afford to rest Diaz and stuff. Stones, Stones is there. They're about to got well. They got like five centre backs now, haven't they? So <laughs> it's really tough. Um. And and you don't even know who's their number one centre back really at the moment, do we? Mm. We don't know if it's Diaz. We don't know if it'll be Laporte because he ch- he changes year on year. It was Laporte, yep. it was Diaz, then it was Laporte. Who is it this year? We have no idea. So I think it's tough. So I'd... Gomez three point seven in the kind of Sassignon Simicas. Just get a few minutes every game, guaranteed. Mould looks pretty good. Just in the absence of no defenders apart from. Silver and Cancelo doing anything. We'll probably have to go for Gomez, and I think who's got that attacking threat got an assist today, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. Same. Foden, Gomez. Obviously, Gomez with a value three point seven cheap. Cheap. Um, you can have a cheap block there. Now you could have uh, like Gomez three point seven, a Kanji four. Obviously, you know it's expensive with Cancelo, but. You can work out if you can work out which three are, you know even just three of them are going to play. You can have a quite cheap block there, which obviously for Man City they look the the only team capable of keeping a couple of clean sheets on the trot. Yeah, but it's just working out who's going to be their their main ones, or maybe Pep has decided this year that he's just going to play them all and keep them all fresh. It's obviously a nightmare for fantasy. Yeah, there's a lot of top quality top quality defenders there. Um, Want to keep an eye on. Uh, question two from Patrick. 
in your opinions, which Arsenal players are most likely to play both league and Europa games? So obviously we've seen a couple of games now, so we've got a bit more of, a, of an idea. Um, what do you reckon, Fergie? Well, I don't think there's many, is there? And and, um, and obviously things will change, will change as well. Like even even looking this week, um, Arsenal got Liverpool on the weekend, so they'll definitely put out second string this week. I think um, I would. This is the reason I got rid of Saliba, and also the reason I want to get rid of Ramsdale. Yeah. Is even though Arsenal are playing really really well. They obviously blanked on they in a couple of weeks as well, whereas all, all you know all the other teams play. Actually, actually they don't. Do they they're playing. Um, they play a PSV. Yeah. It's PSV. They play to ignore that. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> but um, I probably wouldn't go for Arsenal just based on uh, based on them getting multiple games. But there's an argument that Jesus and Martelli, for example. And Saliba even are just really good value in their own right anyway, I suppose, yeah. even playing one game. So but in terms of having two, I'd be I haven't seen anyone of note. I don't think. I don't know if you guys have. It's Martinelli, I think, got uh, got the other game. Okay. Uh, obviously likes playing Ketia, Mr. Jesus. Yeah. But, but then um Smith Rowe's out injured now any long ter- longer term now. Yeah. So, so there definitely, there definitely will probably be a couple of the players oh, okay. lining up. But yeah, obviously Ramsdale. He's looking at is it Turner that came in for him mm. the last one. Um, it's tricky. It's tricky. Like you say, a big game at the weekend. They sat top at league Arsenal. Are they going to want to play too many of them big guns? It'd be interesting if Zaka uh, gets another game. Mm. Um, another lad that I brought in. Uh, Vieira the other week. Um, hopefully he plays again this week. He's in my top side. So it'd be nice to get a, a few points out of him against Bodo. But yeah, from, from the first team, there don't seem to be many. What do you reckon, James? Well, we can only go on what he did in the last game against um, FC Zurich. And I'm, I had a look at the team. And like you said, Martinelli, um, it's a reasonable chance he'll start with Smith Rowe not available, but I'm sure they've got other players they could stick in there if they felt they needed a rest. Um, Jacker played, I noticed, um, and uh, Gabriel, mm-hmm. um, and ter- well, t- and Turney, but uh, Turney's uh, very injury prone, isn't he? So they'd be my top three, but but who knows? We're, we've only got one game to base it on. Um, yeah, true, because the one we called off, on it? Yeah. yeah, it's a tricky one. I was looking at that, and the um, they brought a couple of the big guns on in the second half. They brought uh, Sinchenko on in the 69th minute, Odegaard and Saka also, and then they brought Jesus on for the last 12 minutes. Mm. So they still get they're still getting minutes in the game, but I don't know if they'll do that before Liverpool. I reckon Martinelli will play though. I yeah, think he'll start the match, uh, and he might. He might play Saliba this week just to give because Gabriel played the last one, but you don't know, do we really? But that Shaq is quite interesting at two point six million. The way he's going this season, he's playing a lot higher up. He's playing a bit more higher as that like number eight now. 
used to be playing like in front of the yeah. defense, blocking everything, getting red cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he seems to be getting involved. He's he's always in the box when the ball's out wide. You see, when the ball's coming in against Tottenham. He was really uh, involved with all the attacks. He's got two goals and three assists this season. I remember a few a few weeks ago, um, David in the Discord, it, he brought it up and everybody laughed him off. And it, he's looking looking at it now. It, it was a good good move, two point six million. They probably would have got him for about two million then. Yeah, yeah. Mm. To be fair, Ben, you you did ask me what I thought of Xhaka before the game week started, and I was like, well, it must be someone he'll normally go for. <laughs> and then he scored. You didn't put him in, did you? And then he scored. No. And I, got <laughs> I was looking at him because I seen a heat map. I seen a heat map, and his heat map was like really advanced this season to compare to last season. I was thinking, hmm, interesting. Like, if he's getting involved and getting in the box with uh, attacking at chances and that, could be could be one for an enabler. He's got a hell of a shot in the night. Yeah. As well. Takes set pieces as well. Yeah. One to know, Zaka. Obviously, you got to keep an eye on whether uh, Thomas Party stays fit because as soon as he's injured... Mm. Um, He'll be probably going back to his number six role, won't he? Yeah. Right. It'll be either him or Lukonga. Yeah, Lukonga as well. You've probably been playing in the uh, yeah. Europa League, I guess. Lee Hooper, question one. He's got a couple of questions too. Um, I got rid of Jesus in most of my sides, but he's heavily owned. Should I be thinking of finding a way to get him back in? I'm thinking it all comes down to who can play much in Europe and feel he'll be wrapped in cotton wool and barely played, meaning he's not needed. I think we just touched on that. We've obviously got 12 minutes in the last game in the Cup, so he could still sneak on there. Do you think he should be uh, clambering to get him back in, doing the okey-cokey with Jesus, Fergie? I don't think you need to immediately, but I'm saying that. That, that Liverpool match is obviously... Not as scary one as it has been over the last the last two seasons now, because they just can't they just can't defend for some reason. <laughs> so, um, in other formats, I'm considering holding on holding on to him. In Sky, for example, I was an easy move kind of uh, Jesus to kind of Madison, but I'm thinking I was doing Salah to <laughs> Madison because I fancy Jesus to outscore Salah next weekend. Um, just just the way the two teams are playing. So, I don't think he's like a must-have back in. Um, you know, if he was like three and a half or four million, then maybe. But he's still, like, was he nearly six million? So, I don't think he's a, a must-have. But I think if you've got him, I'd probably hold him. Because after Liverpool, they've got Leeds as well. They've got a, a couple of nice matches oh, after that. Yeah. But, you know, I, th- I think like Kane can... Kane will match him, you know, and um, it, you know, other players can match him as well. So I don't think he's, he's a must-have by any stretch. Yeah, James. To be honest, I think Fergie's nailed it there with that. Um, yeah. There's no desperate reason to get him back in. We know he's not going to play in, probably not going to play in Europe much. So, well, I suppose it depends on who you're going to take out for him, really. But uh, yeah, and I think 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 Fergie nailed it with it, with his answer. Yeah. Um. Well, I was looking at it, and um, 
Yeah, Jesus, Jesus is a good third choice striker. Yeah, but um, like you say, minutes are going to be managed in Europe, and they're playing Europe every other game because of that um, postponement with Man City. So the PSV games there now. And um, but I was looking at his price, and Foden is the same price as Jesus, and yeah. he'll be playing yeah. most games. By the looks of it, he'll be playing Europe as well. Um, he's got six goals now and three assists and one star man. And Jesus got two got two star mans, five goals and three assists. And I also had a couple of other names down. I've got uh, Skamaka if you wanted to open up a bit of um, value in the team. It looks like he's nailed his uh, place in the team with that goal at the weekend. He's got four goals already this season and two star mans. Uh, although they came in the Europa Conference League with, with the dodgy ratings, but I think uh, <laughs> if he score, he got a good chance against our man in that. But will he play in Europe now if he's going to be nailed in the league? Exactly. That's the only thing. That's the question. Really. Yeah, and uh, obviously uh, Son's around the same price as well, five point eight million. But at eight, last week everyone would have been clamouring to get him in, but he didn't look very good at the weekend. Uh, but Son's a great player. Uh, he's only got three goals and one assist so far, and one star man. But yeah, Skamaka's on thirty-eight points. Son's on thirty-five. But the value—you've got two point nine million there. It's, you could uh, use a lot of money there uh, elsewhere in your team. The big question for me, with well, you know, in time, in terms of the whole game, really, is: Do we think that what's going on at the moment is just going to carry on? <laughs> or do we think that things are going to revert to the mean? Because it's just so, you know, because you could completely reconfigure your team mm. and get in players like, you know, as an example, like, you know, we're talking about the you know, the kind of players we're thinking about that we wouldn't even consider normally mm. and taking out, you know, top defenders, Trent, Salah and whatever else. And all of a sudden the game could just settle down, revert back to the norm. And then we're all yeah. in a bit of a mess. I think mm. it's so hard to decide. I think... I do think the benefit we've got this season, but we haven't got other seasons, is obviously in the World Cup, we get a complete kind of reset anyway. So yeah. even if we do kind of yeah. balls our teams up, you can just reset after anyway. But I find it really hard to decide what's, what's going to happen. And at the moment, like Liverpool, you just you just expect Liverpool, they'll suddenly just change. Yeah. Le, um, out of the Bournemouth game. And they'll just be mm. amazing again and must-haves. But they just... They're just not doing it, are they? Um, yeah, Salah blanked so in that tough. game. <laughs> he did blank in that nine game. Nil, was it? Was that, what was the score again? Bournemouth nine nil. Nine nil. I think he played ninety yeah. minutes as well, <laughs> or, or close to. <laughs> yes, you, I think everyone, you can't make that up, can you? Everyone's trying to pick this point where Liverpool assets are going to become good assets again. Uh, how far is that price going to fall? I think, I mean, if they concede again uh, against Rangers and Trent doesn't get an attacking return, how cheap is their, how cheap is their back line going to be? And then it is who's bravest at the right time then? Um, and it's who's going to time it right, jumping off on the right week. Van Dijk will be down to like 4.7 million. Um, likes of uh, yeah. Matip, like four and a half. What, what's Trent on now? Robertson's four. He's he's five point six. But he's going to go down this week again. 
well, you guess, because I just can't see them. I can't see them keep a clean sheet against Rangers. Mm. Yeah, just the way they're brilliant. playing, just just the way they're defending. Yeah, like <laughs> against anyone, you can't you can't see them keep a clean sheet against anyone at, at the moment, which is. You know, and he's he's five point six. You probably go down. You could get like both Trent and Robertson, and you get a Liverpool like backline soon for like you know all the backline for like sixteen, eighteen million. It's crazy. I remember that season a couple of years ago when Liverpool were off the boil, and then I think it was like ten games to go, and they just turned it back on again. Yeah, and exactly. Kept winning, and uh, Allison scored that goal, didn't he? Uh, against West Brom. Champions League. West Brom, the yeah, header was amazing. They beat Leicester to the last Champions League play, place, didn't they? Mm. The yeah. difference is with that season, though, we had loads of injuries in defence, mm. and we were playing uh, Henderson at centre back and yeah, yeah. Uh, Fabinho at centre back. We've got we've got we're part of Robertson's out at the moment, but mm. Simicass is a very able deputy most of the time. Mm. Um, We've got a you know a good good set of defenders there, um, and we're still looking like we're gonna. I mean, Brighton could. I watched the highlights. Uh, Brighton could have scored four in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. It was ridiculous, I, honestly. Anyway, don't get me started. Um, they <laughs> look terrible defensively. I'm waiting for you to shout Klopp out. <laughs> never, <laughs> never say that. <laughs> yeah, tricky. It's um, I say, when is it going to revert back to normal? When what all we're waiting for really is for another side because Chelsea, Liverpool. I mean, obviously, Arsenal are doing well. They're going to have a big test in this this month. But every time I know they lost at United. Other than that, they look very, very good. They look very good against Spurs. I know Spurs haven't hit the highest quite not at the moment, but Arsenal played very well. Um, they they yeah, made right. Spurs look very ordinary. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's going to take... Avoiding Arsenal. Go on, sorry, James. I was just going to say, I think it's going to take a tactical change, a, quite a radical tactical change from Klopp to shore up the defence because every team now... It's like we've been found out. Um, they're targeting the fullback positions, um, and and that that is their number one tactic. And every it, it, the, every ball is almost you know stri- loop it over. Trent's yeah. gone up the field. Loop loop it over that side. Simicast has gone up the field. Whack it over that side. I mean, very sounds very simple, but but they are literally targeting that now, and it's um, and the offside trap's not working like it was. I think they need need a radical shake up in tactics of mid season, which is cra- crazy. But I don't see any other way that it's going to stem the flow at the moment. I got five of the pricks in my team, it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised I got five of them. Yeah. What am I doing? I mean, what's their ownership dropping to now? I bet it's, I bet it's dropping more. Um, got. Percentage on here. We've got Robertson's at six point seven percent on Matip at one point two percent on Van Dyke sixteen percent, Trent twenty eight. I mean, what were Trent last season? He was 
60, 70, 70, 70 percent, yeah. Yeah. Um, Salah, 31% owned. Yeah. Unheard of, usually, in the dream team world, but, but so it is at the moment for Liverpool. Like I say, there will be a sweet spot. There'll be a, there'll be a game week when they're at the right price, at the cheapest price that they're probably going to be all season. You're on them, and then you could be flying. There's a there's a financial saying, it goes something like "never catch a falling knife." <laughs> I don't know if that <laughs> translates, but uh, <laughs> they could keep they could just keep going. So trying to find that entry point, um, you know, you, you it may not happen. No. <laughs> Liverpool City, sure, they win it. Yeah, it is. I'm worried about that game. I can tell you, City are going to batter him at this rate, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I think Arsenal will next weekend. Yeah, do. yeah. Tough, tough few games there. Tough few games. I won't be wanting to having a uh, Trent in those games. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Tenth there again, but he could be picking up a minus six as well. He's, <laughs> he's got to go on Friday. <laughs> it's amazing how it's, you're, people are saying that now, isn't it? Like last season, he was unbelievable. Best, third yeah. best player in the game. Was he second best player in the game? Something like that. He was second highest scorer in the game, yeah. 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 Can you honestly see Arsenal <laughs> not scoring less than two goals against them? Mm. I think they look very good going forward, Arsenal. That, that, I don't think it'd be a problem from. Which is scary, but yeah, all the tables have turned. Uh, over the last couple of seasons, I think he's been Arsenal. He's been getting a hard time on this pod. It's you but, and it's only normally giving him a ragging <laughs> out. It usually is, but I've got nothing but good things to say about Arsenal this season. Absolutely. So superb. The intensity is amazing, and yeah, it's clicked for them. It's clicked it really has. They've got the intensity superb. Their collectiveness. Like working as a team together, everyone yeah. knows their jobs. Everyone puts everything hundred percent. Yeah, Jesus is just their like their talisman with all that, and yeah. he perfectly he like exemplifies exactly what they're trying to do. It's yeah, really, I really think everyone feeds off him. His energy, his, his energy, is amazing. He's a workhorse up the front. He's got the quality as well. He's got everything, Jesus. Yes, and I think that just filters through the rest of the team. And you've got to sit, like you say, it's just a real a real unit they've got going there now. Um, well, and they, to be fair to the uh, Arsenal board, they stuck by Arteta um, through the tricky times and reaping the rewards now. Right. Um, second second uh, question for Lee Hooper was how many transfers? He's too many straight off the bat when we get the new transfers for October. He feels like any more than two is too many unless you need to be radical and have major issues. You reckon, James, you've uh, obviously been known over the seasons to play it, play it cool with your transfers. So you had a bit of a yeah, sticky okay. start. So what, what are you going to be doing? I, I, I don't think there is a, a hard and fast rule. It depends on your team and your situation, really. Um, I I would say I normally do use about, do use a couple to sort of switch things up a bit um, at the start and uh I mean, it depends how long the month is as well, of course. You need to factor that in. We've got four weekends this in October, which is not a, an extra long month, but it's not a short one either, I would say. Um, 
that the short months are the ones to come in November and December and January. Um, so, yeah, I would say there's no hard and fast rule. It's, it's team dependent. But And if you need to make some changes to your team, just just do it. But try and keep one back for uh, for injuries as as always. Yeah, Ben, I think you covered it well there, mate, James. Um, yeah, try not use as many transfers. Try and keep uh, as many transfers back as possible if you can. Um, if you've got playing players and they're scoring, uh, I wouldn't go mad, with, especially with uh, four four weeks till the next uh, window. So yeah. Try not to do use, use too many, maybe two, at most. But if your team's in a in a shit storm, you need to <laughs> use a four probably. But always what try to keep that Fergie with five Liverpool players. Is yeah, this, five, this, five off the bat. This is exactly <laughs> what what I'm doing. Is I'm not in a spot really. I can afford to hold on. I'm just looking at Liverpool's fixtures now over the next few. Like they got Arsenal and City up next. There's no way I'm holding on to Trent. Like yeah. no no way in the world. I'm not holding on to Salah. So that'll free up like loads of money, but it obviously frees up loads of money for you to make other moves as yeah. well. So uh, I'll I'll probably end it. You know, I think I do think if you're, you know, if you're in the same boat as me, if you're just struggling along with players, we're just not getting, not getting points because we've got the World Cup. It's it's different. I think it's different to know. I I don't think you have to be as patient as normal because obviously we're going to have. What we're gonna have we're gonna have five transfers at the start of November to use for two game weeks as well. So yeah. and then it's thing. So I would say maybe try and concentrate on getting in players who you think you're gonna want after the World Cup as well, who are gonna rise. Um, you know, if you know like I think I think for me I wanna to get to Cancelo. Um because he's you know, he's going up and up and up and you know, he he could end up, you know, if I leave him another month he could end up at eight million, and then I want to buy him at Christmas. It'll co- it'll cost me eight million, or you know, or even more, for example. So I think you know, if like if I if I keep going the way I'm going, I'm not going anywhere. I'm treading water by holding on to Salah, holding on to Trent. Fixtures are awful. They do improve, especially offensively, from the middle of the month. Uh, I'm saying that there's still a way to Ajax and home to Napoli. So you could even get Salah potentially back then, but I don't think Trent is, you know, as much as I, I can't believe I'm saying it. I think I think Trent at the moment is a is a massive like like trap. He's a, yeah, you know, he's a, he's a he's he's a damp spot in your team, just not doing anything for you apart from eating up loads and loads of money. Um, so yeah, I'll probably use I'll probably be using four. I'll probably get in Salah out, Trent out. And just having a rejig, um, because at the moment it's, it's just not working. Probably Elliot out. He, he, you know, he he was just I only had Elliot in to enable these expensive players who aren't doing anything. So um, maybe Martinelli, maybe Scamacca, maybe Bowen, maybe the Chelsea defender, something like that, just to mix it up a little bit. I think Chelsea will improve defensively, and their fixtures are actually okay as well. Yeah. Chelsea's, for example. So I still, you know, you know, I know we mentioned this last month. It hasn't come to fruition yet. Um, you know, they're still still conceding, but Fafana is still only lead two point nine. Kukurea is only three million. Um, so I, I still think there's opportunities there as well. So yeah. yeah, I would say if you're struggling, 
try and make a change, especially if you're Liverpool defenders, expensive ones. If not, keep it going as you're going and just play the way you're playing because it's clearly working, I think. Yeah. You're almost spending them transfers if needed. No, no sideways moves. No, no need to panic. Let's say if things are going well, just keep going. Absolutely. Agree with all of that, lads. Right. I'm on Tatler. Um, the Kulazewski will just stick with him or sell him next week. Fergie, he's a, you're a man. He's a Spurs player. What do you reckon? Yeah, he's, well, he's not getting the minutes, is he? Um, this is the problem. He didn't start three on the trot. And I think he did start one. And then he's been injured. So I think for me... Um, I think I think he's probably a sell now, just because Richarlison has probably done better than I think a lot of people expected him to do. Yeah. It's hard to drop Richarlison at the moment because you know again of his intensity. Obviously, scores you know he scored the goals in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, I just think I think when you get to a point that you're pleased when a player starts, it's time to think about moving him on, which is where yeah. I am with Kulusevski. So I would probably say move him on. Personally, unless Richarlison or Son gets injured, for example, or Kane. Yeah. James? Well, I've got rid of him in, in quite a few teams, including the podcast team. Um, and yeah, I mean, he is injured at the moment. They're wait, apparently, they're, um, they're waiting on an MRI scan to understand the problems. That, that, might, that might be the thing that. Uh, tips the balance. I mean, it obviously is going to be out for any length of time. He's definitely got to go. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Fergie summed it up pretty, pretty well there. He's just, he, he, he's not starting enough games, is he? Yeah. yeah. I would get rid. Which is amazing considering how he finished the season. He was yeah. superb, wasn't he? He was. He was, he was amazing. Yeah. Ben? Well, yeah. It's, uh, Bit of a tricky price point. There's not many players yeah. around that, that are any good in in midfield. Martinelli's a good price. He's playing up front though. Um, I think uh, you might have to have a think about that and rejig your team. Maybe bring in Martinelli. Uh, Bowen's four point one. Got Sancho's got decent fixtures coming up. And Anthony. They're a bit more. Uh, Anthony's a bit dearer though. Shaka, <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, he, he might not play in the Europe. So you don't, it's hard with the Arsenal midfielders. Like you've got Vieira in your best team, and he could be good to have in there because he'll play the European games, and he'll play Bodo Glimt the next two games. Yeah. But like you say, you, you're looking at the team sheets every week, like Fergie says, and you're hoping that that player's playing. It's tricky. There's no like nailed players around that price point. It's tricky. Yeah, it's, it's exactly why I sat on my hands with Kozeski this week as well because right, there wasn't yeah. much, much nowhere to go really. You'd be taking a little bit of a punt, you know, to drop him, yeah. drop him out for somebody. I didn't fancy it, so I just left him. But once the new transfers come around, and you've got like a bit more info on him, and maybe a couple of transfers to go at where you could. Put a look, take somebody else out, and put a little bit more value on him, and bring in mm. someone like someone at the five million point. Then it's probably worth doing. Then 
I was having a look, and the only player are roughly at that price point who has got a chance of like playing twice in Europe is like South Czech for West Ham. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't do it. So so I was the same as you. I looked at getting rid of him. Mm. I couldn't find any anyone to go to. It was it's yeah. crazy. Should have picked Almer on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I had him in my game week one team. <laughs> I know you did, yeah. You, Unbelievable. You were, you were like talking about him at the start of the season, weren't you? And then he did nothing until till this weekend. What a it's guy. Cool. He scored against Man City as well. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Off his penis. He had he had a, a hat-trick this week, though. He got uh, offside, went at the last goal. His second goal was a screamer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, lovely, yeah, lovely goal, that. Did you see him? He FaceTime. Did you see him FaceTime in uh, Grealish after the match? Oh no, I didn't. No. <laughs> yeah, <he FaceTimed. laughs> Class, I love that. Uh, that's, that's brilliant. Excellent. Alan again has been on. How does Thiago Silva get star man in every single game? <laughs> James. Well. Um... I've I've had a look into look into this and sort of compared him to some other players. Um, I'm not sure I can answer the exact question because we don't know what the magic formula is for who scored. But what I can tell you is, um, he's averaging seven point four on the ratings, which is pretty high. There's only six players higher than him, um, which is. Um, Mitrovic, Pickford, Cancelo, Jesus, Foden, De Bruyne and Haaland. Um, <clears throat> and if you look at the number of seven ratings he's got, um, is, he's got seven, you know, and four star mans. Um, and I, I think Fergie found out a, quite an interesting stat as well. I don't know if you want to mention that one, mate. Well, Thiago Silva has scored 45 uh Sun Dream Team points this season. Over ninety percent of those points have come from ratings and star men. So he has only scored four points via clean sheets or goals or assists. Four points, which um, just looking down the list, just for example, like even Tarkowski for Everton has like <laughs> scored fourteen points. So he's only scored four points from clean sheets. But he is the what is he the ninth highest scoring player in the whole game. So Haaland's got forty seven rating and star man points. Silver is far and away second with forty one. So absolutely mental. And this is just a quirk of the game. Like you know, if you think of other games, FPL, Telegraph. All right, he doesn't write in Sky because it's passing. But you wouldn't be looking at him at all, would you? He wouldn't have scored hardly any points. But just because he's a good player not keeping clean sheets in Dream Team is rewarded. So I think it's worth looking at. And he's, he's probably going to rise again this week. He'd be, he'd be six million. Whereas like he'd probably still be better value than someone like Fafana or Kukurea or whatever. It's it's absolutely, it's just a crazy quirk of the game. Madness. Yeah, I, I think it was Dream... Was it Patrick who, who, who asked us this a few weeks ago? Um, yeah. I think the consensus we came to, surely it can't continue. Um, but it is looking like it's happening. It's it just keeps happening. So it, it could be just one of these weird quirks, like Fergie said. Maybe we should all be jumping on him, even though he's five point seven. If he 
if he's going to hoover up all these uh, seven ratings and he's got four star man's awards awards already um you know that's pretty decent haul isn't it that's four four star man's in a row as well that he's played in wow. he only missed one he missed one game in the champions league so we didn't get a rating in that game but yeah it's four the last four games he's played in he's got star man and they've conceded in most of them as well, haven't they? Yeah, they've conceded in eight. Is it eight or nine games in a row now? Chelsea have. They've only got a clean down. sheet. They've only got one clean sheet this season, and that was in the first game against Everton. It's crazy. crazy. Um, the... I was looking. I was looking. Why is he getting these these star mans? And I, I thought oh, I'll have a look at the Sky Sky stats on um, FF stuff. And he got 116 passes and one tackle. And one goalkeeper save. <laughs> you see his handball? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was lucky not to get a red, wasn't he? Well, he, should... he still has star man, though, probably. He even got a red card. Well, yeah, he got sent... <laughs> if he got sent off for that, he wouldn't have got the assist for the uh, equaliser. But, yeah. Man. Yeah, so it, it maybe they're, look, maybe they're uh, counting the passes into the rating system. be interesting to uh, uh, monitor that now. Yeah, they touched about like kind of like the the defensive players seem to be defensive players and goalkeepers seem to be doing better for the Starmans this season. And whether it is like you say, whether passing's are coming to play, whether who scored have tried to make their ratings a little bit more intricate, and that's just feeding through into the dream team game. So mm. it'd be interesting to know who scores the algorithm and see. Have they published any changes to it or anything? No. They haven't, they haven't said anything, have they? So it's definitely more geared towards these uh, these defenders. Mm. Whether that's interceptions, headers, duels, and all that stuff. Well, that, look, look at Harry Kane. He's been a star man magnet for the last few seasons. And he hasn't got one star man this season. And he scored seven oh. goals, is it? Seven or eight goals? Yeah, he only got he only got a five this he only got five for a goal this week. Never got a seven rating. Strange. It's strange. You see, on that list, um, Starman Bones. Yeah, the, the number of seven ratings, average ratings. It's all the uh, all the defenders are up there. Anderson at Palace, Shower, Newcastle, Trippier, Newcastle, Pickford at Everton. Obviously, we know Martinez has done all right at Villa for Starman Awards. Ben Meslier got another Starman today for Leeds. A little bit more uh, more obvious that one might, but yeah, they seem to be doing better, these defensive players. Thiago Silva, cheat code. Adama Traore is back. <laughs> I was just thinking that. But I brought him in last year when he was in... in uh, <laughs> Beast mode, and he quickly fell off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see how uh, how he does on the pitch. See if his uh, dribbles past dribbles success still gets him. Uh, a, he might a start starting now with uh, might, the yeah. manager being sacked. Yeah, Neto, yeah uh, Neto went off as well, didn't he? His foot were in a brace, so oh. there might be an opportunity there for Traore. We will see. Uh, Wade has asked about uh, Liverpool. He's got obviously got a Liverpool block. Is it stick or twist? I know we've covered quite a lot of Liverpool, James. I know you're probably getting fed up. <laughs> um, they're going over it, but would you stick or twist if you had a Liverpool block now? 
I, I would twist. Um, I think you need to so you need to reduce that coverage um, and and maybe try and get more City defenders in there because uh, Liverpool don't look like they're going to turn it around defensively anytime soon, from what I'm seeing. Yeah, Fergie. Same. Like I think if you've got Simicast, you may be worth holding on to because he's not eating into your money. So if they do get a clean sheet, you have some coverage there. But I definitely get rid of. Um, Trent, Van Dyke, your Matip maybe. Um, yeah. So Allison's three point nine. Probably move off him as well. I think so. Yeah, as tough as as ridiculous as it sounds, as James said, it's not even like you know they concede an odd goal through a mistake. They look like they just can't can't defend. And the fixtures, Arsenal and City next, and then they've got Ajax, Napoli, and Spurs later in the month. So five of their eight games this month, a tough, tough. You know, really good scoring opposition. I just can't see him keeping clean sheets and get rid. Yeah. Alarm bells ringing. Ben, I think I have to agree with the boys. Yeah, not looking good for Liverpool. I watched yeah. the game, and then did, they didn't look uh, very good at the back and very sloppy. Van Dijk looks all over the place. I don't know what's wrong with him. Doesn't look the same player. Trent, no. Trent's not doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. It's, obviously, there's a lot of money there you can use to move on to players that are in form. Mm. I was looking at the uh, clean sheets actually in the Premier League. Uh, Man City are top for clean sheets so far. They've only got four clean sheets. Mm. It's low, <laughs> isn't it? It's incredible. Yeah. It's crazy. Guess who's joint second with Newcastle, Arsenal, Brighton, and Wolves? I think I know this. I think it's Everton, isn't it? Bournemouth. Oh, born <laughs> off a clean sheets. Yeah. Wow. Oh, sorry. Everton. Everton have got one of the uh, best conceded, yeah. goal conceded. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's mad, isn't it? Bournemouth. Yeah. So they've had three clean sheets, like Newcastle, Wolves, Arsenal, Brighton, and then you've wow. got your top teams like Tottenham, Man United, Liverpool, are all on two clean sheets, and Chelsea have only had the one, like we said, against Everton at the start of the season. <laughs> And we've so all like, got teams packed with Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs <laughs> defenders. So every, everyone's conceding. It's like no one's yeah. no one's getting clean sheets. No blocks are doing anything. Yeah, it's interesting because I do think that you know I think I think the things will change, hmm. and it's got it's got to go back to the mean at, at some point. You can't have a whole season of of madness. And I do yeah. kind of wonder, in all, you know, in all fantasy formats, if you just hmm. It's a tough one. Just like hold off on certain teams because if people like start filling their teams with you know Bournemouth defenders and whatever else, they're quickly going to find themselves in trouble, right? You know, at, you know, at some point. Whereas if you try and keep the faith with, I don't know, I've got like Fafana, Simakas, and Sessignon, for example, who are all really, really cheap but play for top teams. Mm. And try and keep the faith there, and not you know, and not try and chase points for a. For a period of time, which I'm not sure will will keep going for the rest of the season, I don't know. I, I kind of hold out that hope that the experience of playing for so long, like all us guys, uh, will will help with that, and not just try and jump on to whoever's scoring points at this moment in time. Do, do you do you think that's right or or not? It's, it's a tough balancing act when you keep sinking in rank every week. You can't you can't chase points, can you? You got to just stick to how you play the game, and that's. Fixture volume, number one, and obviously quality of fixtures comes into mm-hmm. it. And then you've got to take four into account. And Liverpool just 
are nowhere near. I mean, you could even probably put Spurs defence a little bit into that now. Chelsea, everyone's struggling for clean sheets, but you've got to keep the faith, haven't you? You've got to, to a degree. You can't just rip up your game plan and, and how you plan for the next few months just because, like you say, Bournemouth have kept three clean sheets, so we go firing some Bournemouth defenders instead of our Liverpool defenders. It's not going to work, is it? You're going to quickly find yourself in trouble. You are going to sink. So, yeah, these pivot points, these 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 points in the season are going to be pivotal when there will be a right time to jump on Liverpool. As we touched on earlier, there will be a right time. And if you've had the predominantly City block and Arsenal as well, who started really well, if you've had that team and you do manage to sneak and, and find that moment where it's best to bring Trent in and Salah in and, and the big hitters from Liverpool. If you find that moment, then you're going to have a, a bloody good season. Um, wow, because they're going to be cheap as well. <laughs> yeah, and, you, and you'll have the extra value from earlier in the season exactly. and you'll be in such a like, powerful position with money, money in the bank and all the top players and all the players that are, are doing well. Agree. But yeah, these these players like the the Fafana, the Sessignon, Simakas to a degree, they've enabled you to have the bigger hitters. Like anybody that's gone without Haaland this season, I mean, them, them teams are dead. Yeah. Like, was he on about 150 points, Haaland, already? Yes. Yeah, he's, not, he's 91 points ahead of second place, uh, Foden. It's just mental. It's just mental you've not had him. I, I don't think we've ever seen that in a season. Absolutely 150 not. points. We're a quarter of the way through the season. Well, we're not <laughs> even a quarter, really, because of all the caps. Yeah. He's he's like he's on for a 600 point season. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's mental, mental. Um, right, flower pot, flower pot man's been on. Yes, boys and Fergie. Are you guys planning to use your transfer for points? Or are you waiting until the end of October and looking to raise your budget? What you, what's your plans for you? Well, I haven't got any left. Um, oh, but sorry, end of October. October sorry, ones. sorry. Yeah, I'll, I won't be. I'll be. I'll be using them because I'm stacked with Liverpool players. Uh, but yeah, like it's it's funny. Normally, I wouldn't. Obviously, I'd always look to bring in players. To score points and have budget as kind of you know a nice you know a nice afterthought potentially, but it's yeah. funny this season because no one there's only Haaland. Well, for what I can see anyway, unless I've got all the wrong players, <laughs> there seems to be Haaland scoring any points and Cancelo maybe <laughs> and maybe like you know a, sp- a sprinkle like Jesus and Kane, but I can't even think of <clears throat> of many players to actually bring in to score points. If that makes sense, so I think probably this season a bit more than others. Maybe tempted to look at you know look at the budget. I just make sure you've got the players in that you know you're going to want. You know, um, Harlands, Cancelos, maybe De Bruyne's, maybe Jesus even potentially, probably Kane. I don't know. And then yeah, and then just try and get some cash. So then when you come back after the break, you retain the value. Then don't you of the players? It's interesting as yeah. well. Just that just just like thinking about it because say. I don't know, say Haaland. I d- sorry, I'm thinking out loud here. I don't know if you, you, you know this is right or not. But th- on the final day, on the final day, the end of November, say Haaland blanks, gets nothing. 
Do you think that mean he would drop in price so you could buy him back after the break for less? Or am I thinking about that incorrectly? I'm not sure. If he's already that'd in be your the team, case or not. if he's already in your team, he's already in your team. So yeah, but I mean, if you take if him you out, to sell him. Uh, the way the prices are going, he probably only go down point one. Oh, you're probably right, actually. Yeah, they're not, they're not dropping very quickly. The prices this year, there's not many zero point three drops. I, I get what you're saying, Fury. I think they, they must have a cut off point. Yeah. So at the end of that week, so before maybe I, I don't know when the, I, I do not know when the um, games end and how it runs into the World Cup. But like I say, that week, that last weekend, say the games finish on the Sunday, and then that is it. They probably do the price changes on the Thursday before yeah. the World Cup, and those price changes then they would then unlock the wild card. Yeah. So if Haaland was to go down point three, mm. and he was in your side, your team would value would also go down with him. Because mm. you could else... sell him, but you could sell him and bring yeah. in a riser. Yeah. Yeah. To maybe get like a note. Yeah. Uh, okay, a better example, for example, maybe someone like taking out Trent, if you've got Trent, and he goes down 0.3. And then, mm-hmm. so I don't know, say some random like Tarkovsky gets a goal in a clean sheet. You could yeah. do that transfer basically yeah, yeah. for 0.6 million on your budget and just bring Trent back on the, yeah. Yeah. Kind of on the wild the, card then. I think that's the way it'll work. Yeah, you will be able to yeah. do that. So that's, that's interesting. But I th- you know, obviously, I think it all depends. On your situation, but if you, you know, if you did that, you could get a fair, you get a fair few quid there. I've a couple of players we had that he left, couldn't you? If you did that, five. If you had five players, we had someone going down point three, and bringing someone in that's going up point three. Yeah, that's nearly three million over your transfers in November. That. Yeah, November. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it, you know, it kind of all depends on, on where you are in position. Um, I still think, obviously. Points are king, yeah. um, you know, for things like mini leagues and stuff. But you know, there's still a hell of a lot of the season to play after, because I think it'll it'll be 16 or 17 game weeks. There'll still be Champions League. There'll still be Europa. There'll still be, you know, um, League Cup. There'll be FA Cup. There'll be the postponements of the games that have gone. So, you know, I still think we need to look forward and and hopefully if we can pick really good teams after the wild card he's still got a chance of a half decent season and told you got a chance of winning it by the sound of it um, <laughs> well, yeah well, sorry i'm not i'm not giving i'm not giving much of an answer here i'm just mumbling away to myself but um <laughs> i think i think it depends how you're sat i think you need yeah. to change your team up if you're struggling but if not it's probably worth just just playing it week by week as you know as flower pot man once said to me just play the game week by week and see how you get on yeah, Ben, what are you doing? What's your plans? Yeah, I agree with Fergie. Um, definitely be targeting points before price rises, but obviously the points I'll be targeting will give my players a price rise if they get the points I'll, I expect them to get. So, yeah, but it, obviously if I've got any transfers left at the end of the month, I, uh, at the end of November, I could do what Fergie said and try and gain 0. 0.6 on the budget. What do you yeah. think, James? Well, it's definitely an interesting strategy, and and I hadn't thought about, I hadn't thought of it myself. Um, and it's something that the more casual player would definitely not think of. I think, mm-hmm. um, 
certainly if you've got transfers left over, yeah, you're going to use them to do that. Um, with the state of most of my teams, I think I'll probably be using the transfers during same. the month mm. just to, and, and trying to get on rises anyway rather than save them all for the end of the month. I mean, it could be a weird end of the month, couldn't it? You know, where very few players are going up 0-3 or something and you might end up sort of... Uh, you might not get those rises that you were hoping for if you're waiting waiting for that the end of that month. I mean, the, I th- off the top of my head, I would say something like three or four players go up, not three in a in a particular in a single game week at yeah. the moment. So um, there's a chance that there might only be like one or two of those. So to keep them all back might be a bit risky. Um, just thinking out loud, basically. Uh, it's interesting as well because in November, um, Europe stops. So this is obviously going in, you know, it's going into November now, and then you've got the wild card anyway. So you don't even have to think about targeting European players with your transfers yeah. at the end of the month, yeah. because it's highly likely that a lot of the top teams will rest their players in the. Um, Midweek League Cup fixtures, where some of the lesser players, you know, players like maybe Mitrovic or Tony, may get all three games. So it may even be worth thinking about coming off mm-hmm. players and bringing those in at the end, you know, at the end of November as well. Uh, sorry, at the end of October, in, you know, into November as well. It's just, just, diff- it's just like taking advantage of of fixtures, and it? it's, um... but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting that. Yeah, I think the the obviously in October, it's a long month. I wouldn't be if you if your team's set or right, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be using my transfers even for budget. I just hope that the points come yeah. and then the the the, uh, the price rises for the points. So and then obviously like you said, Benny, you get towards the end of that month of October. And you've got two or three transfers in hand. You've not had many injuries. You've not had to tinker much. Then you can just throw in a few a few players that you're looking, looking for for the start of November that might be rising. Um, but yeah, it's chasing points at the minute and hoping the budget falls. Um, what what are your you know your highest budgets? What you've got in your your teams so far? Your best best sides. I know James, you did the. Um, experiment didn't you with the starting a team was it a, a game week later yeah i started a game a team in game week two um and that is that is by far my the highest um uh got the highest team value of all my teams or at least it did at the last time i looked so it's not as high as some people um but that one's worth 56.7 million and that started in game week two um, That's higher than I, all mine. <laughs> that is now going to become my pay, my cup team. So I've not been making. Uh, I've still got five transfers left in that one. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to use those transfers to set up for the patron cup. Um, literally needs to come up with a strategy to uh, to get on to get my team set up early, and then I then I'll still have transfers throughout um, throughout the next sort of game month. To, to try and depending on who I'm matched up with if if, I, if they're looking pretty strong you know I might um, match one of their players or 
um, it, it just gives me more flexibility that way. So it's it's no longer just a price rise team. It it, it, it I'm going to use it for, as, for, as my Patreon Cup team. Well, that, that's my sort of overall strategy. Where's that now in your your teams? What rank is that out of all your teams? Well, interestingly, <laughs> it is now one of my it is now my actually my third best team. Um, <laughs> And I've, but I, I've literally set, made no transfers in it this month, and I've, I've saved it for the cup. So that's, that's amazing. <laughs> so he's just that's like amazing. what you started the season, seeing that we was the best players, and put them in in game week two, and then you've like built your team from there. Yeah, well, I part, part partly the best players part, but quite uh, mainly the the main focus was to get on players that were all rising that week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I literally put in as many risers as I could um, in game week two, and and it's clearly worked because it's it's more more valuable than any other team that I've got, and I've still not made any transfers this month. So this month I've not been chasing the rises, so that I can use that team to set up for the Patreon Cup. Yeah. My my highest uh, teams are fifty six point two million. It's not a lot really compared to some some teams I've seen. They're about fifty eight million, I think. Um, I what think, about you, Tony? Uh, I've, there's a fifty nine, isn't there? And someone in Discord. There is. Was that Amans? Amans, Amans, yeah. Yeah, I think it was. My best side's fifty eight point one. One after that, fifty six point nine. The best two sides, which which is very good. I'm happy with that going into going into World Cup. Obviously, hopefully, it holds on to that and it gets higher. We're looking about sixty sixty one. Hopefully, just had a quick scan of the top hundred on the FF stuff, and uh, the the guy inferred um, Stephen Willoughby. He's got fifty nine point eight value. Blimey. <laughs> Different game for him, isn't it? Is it yeah. a city block by any chance? <laughs> it's not. There's a couple of Newcastle defenders. Uh, Pascal Brook Gross is in there. Mitrovic. So there's a, there's a lot of Man City players in there, though. But not not a city defence. Mm, interesting. No clean sheets anywhere. Mm. Where's yours at, Fergie? My best's on about 54.6. My podcast team's on about 52. Struggling. And it'll go down this week as, as well by about a million probably because I've, uh, I've only got Haaland who scored any points. He'll be 9 million, won't he, next week? Yeah. He will, yeah, definitely. Like 8.7, I think, isn't he? Crazy. Have a couple of goals in, um, in their midweek. It's scary. It's really scary. Right, we've had a, a DM from Ivor Biggin. Uh, with all these defenders getting minus points, is it time to bring in defenders who don't start? <laughs> James. <laughs> Excellent. Uh. Right, moving on to Baz Bestos. Is overlooking good players from non-Euro teams really a good idea simply because they don't have the double fixture? I know there is a price difference, but is Kulazewski really a better option than someone talismanic like Zaha 
or Madison. Fergie, we just touched on a really good point about the fixtures in November. Um, where this could probably work massively in favour. What do you reckon? I think Zaha. I was on looking at him earlier. I was quite surprised how expensive he was. Like five point three million, mm. and Madison is probably. I'm guessing more than the cooler as well. I, I just, I've just always been a. I've always been like a probability player, I think. And I just think the fact that... I think with Kulisewski, he's probably a bad example because he's not going to play two games in a week. So he's 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 gone. But if you look at someone like Sterling, for example, who will play two, you just have to fancy Sterling to score more points in... You know, he doesn't play 180, he plays 160 minutes. You have to fancy Sterling to be playing a top side 160 minutes against someone like Zaha or Madison who've played 90 for, you know, uh, a top 10 team, say. Um, that's just the very simple way I look at it. Over the long term, there will be weeks where Zaha and Madison will, will score more. But going with the probabilities, which is what kind of fantasy is about, right, as well. You know, you're not going to win fantasy football through massive explosive differentials. That's, that's not how you win. You win through, um, you know, stubborn, uh, hardcore, sensible play. And I think that Sterling probably encapsulates that, whereas Zaha Madison may get a brace in one game, but they won't outscore, you know, the, 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 the core players over a long period of time. So that's, that's my thought. Yeah. Ben? Agree, totally agree. Um, just stick to the players in Europe who've got two games a week. It's say like over the next two weeks, we've got uh, the teams in Europe have got four games, and the teams that are not in Europe have only got two games. So you could you could stick Pascal Gross in. He's three million. He he could get ten points, but like you say, someone who's playing in Europe might get eighteen points because he's got two games. So it's it's better stick to the players with with more minutes, and the ones in Europe are the better teams as well, right? Not you yeah, know, right. Brighton having a fantastic season. So even someone like Trossard, I think he's three point six. Mm. For you know, for example, if you brought him in this week, you think it's a genius move, but it probably is, right? You've had an amazing, you know, amazing move, right? But how often is he going to do that? You know, I think yeah. it's probably only is. I think he's only has scored once or twice more all season, so. You know, like I say, the the tried and tested players will will, will generally do it more. Like I say, it, it is a bit. It's funny this year because the World Cup, like it, like it, if it wasn't for the World Cup, I'd be saying don't even think about these these other players. Yeah. But I do think they can maybe a little bit more into play, just because you completely overhaul your team for free in essence. Mm. So, but overall, tried and tested for me. And if and if it doesn't work. I know it'll work next year. You know, we we have we do have these odd seeds from time to time where you 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 get these strange trends. But for me, like Sterling will dramatically outscore Zaha and Madison over a season. Just you know, just as an example of those of those players. Yeah, James. Well, it's interesting because I've actually been questioning this myself recently. Um, I always play with European players for, for obvious reasons more fixtures make sense probability as Fergie says going to get more points um, perhaps when you look at the cheaper enablers 
with the likes of your Elliots and your Carvalho's, maybe that is where it doesn't make so much sense because you're putting yeah. them in. They're not really getting a lot of points. Um, it it might be worth considering some non-European players. I mean, I, I'm so focused on the top, the top seven, you know, the ones, the teams in Europe. I'm not really looking outside that enough, I think. And I think there could be one or two gems out there, you know. Uh, so I don't think we should discount it completely. Um, I wouldn't have more than one or two, probably only one, but um, as particularly in sort of in the, in the enabler bracket. Um, but there's it's interesting because last year, Ivan Tony did very well in Dream Team. And he's currently the eighth highest scoring player again this year. And he's not he's not playing in Europe. So we're, we've all conditioned ourselves because that to think, look at the top seven sides, try and get the fixture volume. And I, I do think perhaps we we need to be at least considering players outside the the, the top um, the top seven. It's a, it's a really really good point you make, James, about if you are looking towards the non-European teams, maybe where your enablers are concerned. Because I did do this in my best side. I took out, I think, the Carvalho I had. And again, he, he were, uh, did not play. And now my mouse has gone. So I can't click onto the screen I want. But <laughs> um, the, the point I'll make is, so I think he was 2 million at the time, 2.2 million. I took him out and I put in, because I wanted the budget, I wanted a bit of money out of him. And I put in Jensen, um, of Brentford, who hasn't ripped many trees, but over the mm. course of that, he's had two three pointers, whereas Carvalho's had a zero, did not play, did not play in a zero. Yeah, exactly. And so six point gain, six points gain, and I think I gained a point about point eight in value, uh, which I managed to spend elsewhere, um, which is obviously he's doing well in that team. So. It's a really good point that you, you make. Is rather than picking maybe a, a lesser player from a big side, pick a, a someone who's probably nailed to start in a, a lesser side. It might, be, yeah. it might be the way to go. So yeah, good point. Good point, and I completely agree with everything Ferris Ferris said on the um, like the Zaha or Madison. Uh, it's fixture volume, fixture volume required. It's just, uh, it's just it's just it's just because the teams like Liverpool and Chelsea and that they're just not performing at the moment. I don't I, I don't think otherwise it'd even be a conversation. Yeah, personally, yeah. they're just not performing, and this is why it's and this is why it's tough, isn't it? Definitely. Right, final question of the evening comes from John Cameron on Twitter, who would probably be an happy guy actually because uh, he, he was direct messaging me uh, the other week, and I told him to put four of them in. It's been an absolute masterstroke. So he's happy with me, John. So <laughs> I'm hoping that he uh, goes to patreon.com forward slash Dream Team Tony <laughs> and, uh, and signs up and shows his appreciation. <laughs> anyway, here we are. Is it time to replace Salah? Rashford's back fit and 4 mil would give me 3.7 mil to upgrade elsewhere. What's your thoughts? Cheers, lads. Rashford. James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was hoping you wouldn't come to me first on this one. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, Rashford. 
I, I suppose he could provide some good value at three. If if you look at the points per million, he might provide at that um, at that sort of price bracket. He he might actually be you know it turn out to be a reasonable pick. He, he's not really done it yet, and he seems to be quite injury prone. He always seems mm. to have some niggling thing going on, doesn't he? These days. Um, so I, what, what I would say is I, I would have no qualms about replacing Salah at the moment. Um, I'm not sure Rashford would be my pick to replace him, though, would be my advice. Yeah, Fergie? Yeah, I agree. I think um, he's he's going from my team. Probably the first time in years been able to say that with any any kind of confidence, but... I personally think Martinelli or Scamacher are probably the two I would look at ahead of Rashford. I think they're much cheaper. Um, I think they'll play more minutes. I think Martinelli's 3.3. Scamacher is 2.9. They'll probably both may go up in value by Thursday, but I think they're better options personally. Yeah, definitely. Ben? Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this. uh, Salah's just not looking great, so yeah. You could use that budget elsewhere in the team. Um, Martinelli, Scamacher's great options. The next two uh, game weeks of Man United look all right, actually, but uh, they've got Everton and then Ammonia, Nicosia, Newcastle. But um, then it goes Tottenham, Chelsea, then they play Sheriff. But he's playing number nine at the moment for uh, United, but Martial came back, didn't he? And he came on and scored two goals, so... Be interested to see what happens in the next match. Yeah, I would say with Rashford, wouldn't go near him. Mm. I would say in the middle of the month for Salah, they do have back to back. So from Saturday the twenty second, they have Forest, and the following yeah. Saturday they have Leeds. Mm. So I would, I would personally just try and think of a way potentially of getting him back. As well, I say that get him back. Uh, Liverpool forward. I noticed uh, uh, um, Roberto Firmino is only three point four million, and if if, yeah. if he can keep getting starts, he looks the most dangerous Liverpool attacker at the moment, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm saying you have to have Salah back. If Salah's still out of form, I still don't think he's worth it. But against Forest and Leeds, they could be really high-scoring games if Liverpool get back to performing half, you know, half decent. Yeah. Really Price to expect them both on... to score against Liverpool as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, then we have to keep an eye on it's sniffing out when, when they yeah. seem to have turned yeah. the corner. Obviously, with the Bournemouth game, everyone thought it was that. It wasn't. Um, yeah, could quite easily see a, a big score against Forest. Um, I think Salah will come good again. But it's just like... 7.7 million. He hasn't he, every time he has a bad game, he doesn't seem to go down in, in any value. It's and bizarre, isn't it? One good game, he goes up 0.3 again. So he's like yeah. 7.7. He was 7.5 at the start, I think. How has uh, he possibly like retained going up in price? Yeah, it's bizarre, crazy. And like he's averaging 4.2 points per game, he's on 38 points, same points as Skamaka, but he's 2.9 million. So and obviously, you, you could move that money into midfield, get Foden in, something like that. I don't know. It's tricky. But yeah, yeah. he's not doing too well, Salah, at the moment. 
Yeah, for me, Skamaka, Martinelli, good options. Mm. Uh, for me, no. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> like say if he's playing, if he's playing, he's, he's a bargain at that price. What's happened to Nunez? James? Uh, I, I was surprised Firmino started, to be honest, at the weekend. I, I think I think it was more down to the amount of um, travel and um, game time yeah. that they had uh, it, over the international break. So I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't touch Firmino. Um, he will, he, he was, he's going to be the backup. I mean, if Jota could just say fit, I think Jota would be a bloody good, pick but he seems to pick up uh, a lot of muscular injuries Um, Nunes was bought for a lot of money I can't he will be Klopp will be trying to to bed him in I can't see I suppose whilst we're struggling it's going to be harder to you could argue he's going to stick with his tried and tested at least up front tried and tested at back's not working Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so perhaps some he, he's going to reserve Nunes for bench roles until he picks up some sort of form. But uh, uh, I wouldn't put too much store in that last team sheet because of the international break, personally. Yeah. Right. That's that. Let's go into the uh, the top 10. Uh, the Dream Team Tonic Cash League. Um, James, want to give that a read out, mate? Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> In joint 10th, we have uh, Brian Gillen and Dan Cox. In 9th, Lee Hooper. 8th, Tom Brindley. 7th, Harry Jones. 6th, Lee Hooper. 5th, Leo Reed. 4th, Leo Reed. 3rd, Dan Bartlam. 2nd, <laughs> <Second>, Leo Reed. <laughs> and uh, oh, top of the, uh, of the league is uh, Anthony Sutcliffe. Get in. Still Ooh, there. Right. Smashing it. <laughs> Still Eight's there. getting close, though, now. One point. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Beating a trio of Leos. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how all you uh, how you guys in there have scored so many points. <laughs> it's really amazing, amazing performance it's from Har- everyone there. Like. Harland, Foden, Cancelo. Them City, them De Bruyne, obviously, them City lads. Incredible, well played. We're at the Patreon League. Um, ben, do you give this out? I mean, yeah. out. Just remember that guy who's in number seven, seventh. That isn't. Yeah. That is a void. Doesn't doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count. Well, whilst you read that out, mate, I'll be changing that to void in my. Yeah. Uh, so we got joint tenth, Patrick Bryson and Tom Gledhill. In ninth, Dan Morton. Eighth, Jake Bevan. Sixth, Peter Franklin. Fifth, Steve Broughton. Fourth, Connor Tobin. Third, Barry McCormack. Second, Lee Utting. And top of the shot, Brian Blackett. Play, Brian. There, 470. Uh, great start. Um, right. Um, another reason why you don't play the game, picking differentials. 
Because if you have a look at our differential picks this month, they've all been a bit, a little bit shy. <laughs> uh, Can't be as bad as last month, Tony. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had um, we had Gundogan. Uh, I picked Gundogan this month. Um, we had Fergie. We had Enketia. I think he scored one, didn't he, Enketia? Yeah, he's not done too bad actually. Oh, you got five. You know, you had five points though. I can't find the bloody spreadsheet. Anyway, <laughs> right, we, we, well, we'll just have a run through. We'll, we'll, we'll clear it up next week with the um, where we've got our new picks. Um, James, you went for Alvarez. Uh, has yeah, he even had a game? He's not done a great deal, I don't think. Um, ben Bowen, did all right for you. Did all right 13 for you. points this week. And the community had Bernardo Silva. So we'll top them points up and we'll get the selections made for next month. We'll get the table up um, and see how that's going. Um, it's been a long one to our lads. We're in, yeah. the, in the hour and 40 mark. Um, thanks to everyone that listens, uh, whether that's on YouTube, Spotify, through the Fancy Football Hub, or if you're already a patron and you listen through the patron, uh, all your support's appreciated. Um Hopefully we've been some help and we'll speak to you next week. Um, cheers for coming along, Fergie. It's been our pleasure. Thank you, guys, as usual. Really enjoyed. Got some good ideas now, I think, of how to uh, attack the transfers on Friday. Hopefully Thanks, Fergie. Better month coming up, mate. Let's hope. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Fergie. Cheers. Cheers, James. Cheers. Thanks all.